is a, is a really great club, one of the best clubs in the world. And um, so I think I love football. And if you love football, you love Benfica. And if you have the opportunity to, to, to come to a club like Benfica, yeah, of course, it was from the first start, from the first uh, talks with the responsible people, it was um, it, it was in my mind that uh, yeah, it could be a very good option uh, for me. And uh, so I really look forward to, to be part of Benfica now and um, to be part um, yeah, of, the, of, the, of the family, of the culture and everything. So I'm excited to, um, to, to work with them. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending where you are, where you're listening, where you're watching. Gentlemen, how are we? Can you guys hear me fine? No issues? Jason Everything left us. Everything is good. All good. 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 I'm sure he'll be back. Episode 110, Danish Delight. First episode officially of the new season um, with official matches. With me, well, with you that are watching or listening, as always, myself, Mike, your host. I have Roger Ball, Oscar. I have Bill and I have Jason. Jay, thanks for joining us. How are you? These guys already introduced themselves. How are you? Hey, boys. What's going on? How's everyone? Good. We started off with a win. We're going to get into the optimistic, pessimistic uh, mindset, see where everyone's everyone's at. Para a malta que esteja a ver em português, esteja à vontade de comentar em português, na caixa de comentários. Estão à vontade. Nós todos percebemos português. Podemos abordar as vossas questões, as vossas opiniões. Um, hoje é o podcast em inglês, amanhã teremos o podcast em português a partir das 21 horas, hora de Portugal, uh, quarta-feira é o dia do podcast em português, com um painel diferente, hoje temos o podcast em inglês, inglês, mas como disse, estão à vontade de participar na caixa de comentários, que nós iremos abordar as vossas opiniões e questões. Today, we have uh, Benfica 4-1 against Midland, I think is how you say it. Um, we will talk about that game, some standout performances, um, how you guys are feeling about this first official match um, under Roger Schmidt and, and feeling optimistic, feeling pessimistic, still uncertain. You want to reserve your opinions for a later date. Um, we'll talk about the transfer market, uh, what's left, who's potentially coming, who's potentially going. Um, we'll look ahead to Friday's match, first league game. How are we feeling after today? Um, you know, do we think we're going to go into the, the match on Friday with the right mindset? Um, and if we have time, we'll just start bench and sell, but that'll be on the, uh, we'll keep that on the backlog, uh, if we have time, um, get things started. Benfica four to one, uh, we started with the same as usual. He's, he's starting, at least he's consistent in terms of what his options are. Lacodimos, Grimaldo, Morato, Otamendi, Gilberto, João Mario, Enzo, Florentino, David Neres, Rafa, Gonçalo Ramos. Uh, a hat-trick for Gonçalo Ramos. I'm sure we'll talk at length about that. Um, Rafa got himself an assist. Could have probably had two more. Um, and a goal. Enzo, he could have had a goal. Yeah, he could have had a goal. Um, Enzo got his first goal. First official start in an official competition in Europe. And he, and he bags his first goal. Jomari got an assist. And David Neres got himself two assists. Um, Oscar, I'll start with you. 
what were your what's your take on this game? How are you feeling after that ninety first official ninety minutes? I I mean, very optimistic as I said four to one as my result. I guessed yeah. it correctly. So yep, uh, I coming into this game, I I was feeling like it would have been, uh, you know, we know too little about this team to come to scare us. That's 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 how I thought about it. I'm like playing at home, a full stadium. I don't I don't see an issue. Even if we, uh, you know, we had yesterday we had a few scares like um, Rimaldo didn't go to practice and Vigo and all that. And I'm like, oh boy, maybe there's something going on where we might lose players last minute before this game. But I, it wasn't scaring me. I I think I think this is a game that was all ours to win. Um, I was impressed how we pressured almost the whole game. Uh, it was a high intensity game from Benfica. Um, th those guys from the, from like after the tenth, fifth, twelfth minute, it's basically it was a one way street. Uh, they didn't scare us one bit. Um, we I was impressed with with Enzo in the midfield. The guy the guy to me is is going to be a stud, complete stud. And that in a, it's going to be a matter of a year, maybe two, and we'll get probably a hundred million for this guy. It's 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 insane what he does. I was going to say, do you think he's, <clears throat> do you think he has the um, trajectory of a Ramirez who comes across the pond, spends one season at Benfica, and gets purchased. I think so. I think depends. It all depends how far we go in the Champions League. Uh, what happens? But I think this, if we can hold him for one for two years, it'll be a miracle. I, I think it'll be a, everybody will be after him next year um, if he continues. Obviously, people have slumps, and they it depends how he adapts. Because right now he's on the high. Uh, he comes in, scores the first official game, like. Can't get, get any better than that. Um, I was impressed. I I, I had also, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember this the cell, what uh, every yeah. the cell keep whatever. I had Ramos staying, and I thought it was going to be his breakout season. It's pending now. I think he's going to have a phenomenal season if we keep him. Um, it's he, he can in the U twenty one. He was showing things like this, and it was a matter of time for him to start. Like he was last year, he had a, a good season where it came to he hustled, he hustled. He, play, he he ran for the other players, but he didn't finish. But this year is, I think, it's a breakout season scoring wise. Um, I was, and Jean Mari is out, coming out of his shell. I think he played a phenomenal game. He uh, he was in the midfield. It, those three in the midfield to me are, are are the the thing that makes Benfica the motor run. And and uh, it, they they played great today. I want I want to see them against a, a better competition. I want to see if this continues. Um, but I'm very optimistic. Okay. Jason, do you agree? I see you nodding your head. Do you agree with what Oscar had to say? And and I'm going to pass the ball to you already in terms of your boy, Gonzalo Ramos. I mean, he nets a hat trick. He could have easily had another two goals, um, maybe three. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he scored again in the in the uh, Ozebu Cup, right? And, and again, just to make sure we put it out there, I've been a critic of him in the sense of, I want to see him score regularly, right? We yeah. saw last year he scored a lot of goals in the preseason. He looked good. And then, truth be told, he wasn't really an option, a consistent option at the beginning of the season with JJ. An option with, with Nelson Verdisco in the second half of the season and started to get more minutes. And I think he scored eight goals and got four assists throughout the entire season. Um, this is a good start, right? I've said I want to see him scoring when it matters. This is definitely a good start. Um, but it's one game, right? And... and Again, if he's scoring, that's a positive for the team, right? Um, but I'm going to ask you this is, you know, what's your take on this? I know that you mentioned concerns of, of, of our strikers, but I'm going to position this question in the sense of does a performance like this uh, 
um, raises value in the transfer market, right? There's three weeks, four weeks left in the transfer market. There's been rumors that there's clubs out there interested in him. You know, if he starts to really take off in these first couple of games, you know, do we run the risk of, you know, somebody comes in with an amount that we can't turn away? And then does your concern about our strikers then really start to heighten? Yeah, so my concern basically goes with Ramos. If we sell him, then I am going to be worried about it. But only because of, I don't know if Chuck and Rojo can play for the full year. Uh, that constant pressure and attacking, like playing defense, like defending up high, like pressing and all that. Yep. Like, I just don't see that happening. But um, I think he had a great game today. Um, I know he missed a lot of, he had, you probably could have scored, like like you said, another three, two or three goals. But um, I thought overall he played really, really well. I thought Ned played really well today. Um, he put on his show a couple of times during the game. Um, I love, I love the midfield and I think Enzo Tino, I think that, that little duo is going to be fantastic for us throughout the whole year. Um, people are talking about making money off of Enzo, but Tino could probably make some money off of uh, as well, if he has a great year as well. So we'll, we'll just see. It's the first game. Um, it was against a fair team. So it kind of looked like a practice game for us, to be honest, but it was good to get the result, and we got the 4-1 advantage. So just take that to the next game and try to move on. On to Denmark we go. Bill, thoughts on this game? Um, you know, these guys, Bill, Jay just mentioned David Neres, who had a, a pretty good performance. And, and I'll ask you this question, and then I'll open it up to, to Jay and Oscar as well. Is I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I've seen on social media quite a bit. There's there's divided opinions when it comes to uh, Tino. Um there's a lot of opinions that, you know, a midfield with Tino and Joe Mario is, is just short of what a team like Benfica needs. Do you agree with that opinion? Like, right, there's rumors of the, the Norwegian guy coming in from Fire Nord, right? Yeah. And if he comes in, you're not going to bench Enzo, right? And he's more of a, a center midi type of guy, right? So he's not going to take Joe Mario's spot, right? So the likely scenario is Tino takes a seat. Right. And especially if the figures that they're speaking of are accurate, right? 15 million, you're not going to go get a 15 million player to sit on the bench. So do you think, do you agree with the, the uncertainty of, you know, is Tino enough? Or do you think that, you know, like Oscar said and Jay said that this, this midfield trio looks good, but again, we haven't seen them against legitimate competition other than Newcastle, which I thought was a decent test. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think. The, with Florentino, it's there's still a lot of unknown there, right? We had those great six months under Bruno Lage, and then he got loaned out and didn't really perform well, came back. He's looked great, but, I mean, it's still the unknown. Can he perform at this caliber for the entire season? Um, I think it's smart business to get – I don't know if it's cover because, like you said, the figures, like if you're talking that much money – yeah. It doesn't sound like a backup option. It sounds like you're bringing him on in to, to be one of the, the starting three in the midfield. Um, the only other thing I can see is Enzo maybe getting pushed up into that, like, 10 role. But the way he's been playing, he drops so deep and he constructs everything from – I mean, he's essentially like a, a holding mid sitting in front of the back three when we're building, right? He Everything goes to him. 
So it'd be hard to see him playing in that 10 role. As far as the game, I, you, you couldn't pick, like if we asked everyone last week, a better result, a better performance, like this is, this was it. Like came in. Yep. There was a little struggles in the first 15 minutes. We struggled to break their defensive line. They were sitting back. They, they had some deep blocks um, and we were struggling to get between the lines, but they figured it out. And once that first goal went in, it was like the floodgates open, right? We just dominated the game. We controlled it. We played at our pace whenever we wanted to speed it up and go quick. We were able to do it whenever we want to slow it down and kind of just kill the game off. We were able to do it. And I think that's been the last couple of years. Those were the criticisms we had. Like once we got the lead, we were never able to, we never felt comfortable in the lead, right? There was always those shaky moments. And, and today, granted it's against, I think they're like third or fourth in their, their league right now. But when we played against, I mean, this is comparable to some of the Portuguese teams we're going to play throughout the year. And we were shaky at times last year. So seeing us being able to, to, to get the lead and control the game and, and um, essentially kill it off with, with um, precision and, and going forward, it, it was, it, it's good to see. Fair. Oscar, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you, do you agree with the opinion of that midfield three is not, I guess, strong enough with, right. Let's take Enzo out of the equation, right? Cause I think he's the, obviously the standout in that midfield three. But do you think that do you agree with the opinion that you know a Jean Mario and a and a team who's not that caliber I, that we need? To me, to me, the out of the three, the only player that has something to show or something to prove is Tino, right? I think Jean Mario is is a Euro champion. Jean Mario started for this last time for the for the majority of this time. Like he, he's he's proven himself. He's playing well. So it's not like he's like, uh, oh, it's a you know it's his new year, new year whatever. No, he's proven himself and he's playing well. So give him credit. So let it, let him stay on and, and until he, he's not doing well anymore. Last year he started off well and he fell off the, he fell off the, the cliff and he started sucking. Right. So, but he's playing well. So until he plays bad, let him keep playing. And then the, all depends what happens with Vigo, what happens with the, the, the players that made it, what happens to those players that we still have in the squad. Right. So, so getting this guy from, uh, where are we getting this guy from? Fire Nord. Fire Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. First of all, I don't even know how good this guy is to come and compete and, and take. We, we talk about money spent. We spent 20 million on Cebolinha and he sat most of the time on the bench. Uh, so it's not first year of Vigo. He sat most of the time on the bench. Like it's not a. a, a no, Vigo came straight into the 11. Right. But then after after a while, he sat, he sat on the bench. He sat for a little bit. He, yeah, yeah. He had a, a yeah. rough. Yeah, he's, he's, but that's that's twenty million that he's that sat on the bench. So it's not like it's impossible to somebody come in and sit on the bench. If Fiorentino and, and Enzo and Joao Mario are meshing good together, why put somebody else? If you like, until they start not doing well, then you move it around. But like, if we sell Vigel, I get it. I get getting another player to come to replace him and uh, and and then let them compete, right? But if we don't sell Vigo, there's no reason for us to spend this money, I think. And that, that's a rumor, right? Like the, this deal is hinging on if Vigo leaves or not, right? But you have to – if Vigo's not like Tiago says, Vigo right? Vigo's got to either start and be a regular, which at the moment he's not, right? He barely played in the preseason. He's not an automatic in the 11. If he's not an automatic in the 11, then we have to ship him off. His salary is way too big for him to be sitting on the bench and to come in for 35 minutes, 25 minutes, right? Like it's unfortunate, right? Like that that's the, 
you know, what happens when you do business and, and things like this, but <clears throat> like, would we like to have a player like Weigel on our bench from a depth perspective? Of course. Is Benfica in a position financially to be able to support that? No. Like that's a huge salary that we have over our head that we can't have. But I, you know, I agree with you, Oscar, right? Like don't, don't fix what's not broken, right? Like if we do go and get this guy, but you know, does it run into the situation where there's too much pressure, right? Like, you got 15 million sitting but, on the bench, yeah, even well, though his like, salary yeah. is going to be half less than half of what Vigo's making. But Mike, so well, we, 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 if, 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 if Tino, if Tino keeps playing the way he's playing, I don't think the fans are going to, I agree. Want him to no. sit. And, and only that, and you guys, you guys remember, he's, he's a homegrown player too. So, yeah, you, but you guys do remember when we got Vigo, right? We had a, a system that wasn't broken and we got Vigo and, and he came in right and, to 11, and then the yep. system broke. Right. Correct. So, like, th then that's when the downfall happened, and we blamed uh, the fourth sum or some whatever that was. But, but it was when Vigo came in. So, you, you guys, there's a system ha happening now. This team is actually playing really well. The preseason was spectacular. I thought we played awesome. Uh, we're starting to to fall into this Roger ball, like my 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 <laughs> signature says. So, why can't why fix something that's not broken? Like, why bring some player that's gonna basically oh he has to start. No, he, he, he doesn't have to start. This They're playing well, so he doesn't have to start. Now, if you don't want to spend that money to put on the bench, then don't spend it. Fair. I, I wouldn't. I, I said it in the message in the chat. I, I don't know why I wouldn't waste the money to go get the Norway guy. Unless but if you don't go. But unless, there's, unless there's a backup plan for something like this. Right. So if, if I mean, we move we need, Michael. We need depth either way. Like Correct. That's what I was going to say, right? If we if, move Michael. I think, I think, I think, I think we just need depth. I need, I think Chiquinho we need a player to be, play Joel Mario's spot. Chiquinho can't be our Back alternative up. in the midfield right now. Like, well, Chiquinho didn't even go in as a center mid. He went in on the wing. For, right, but like, but the fact that if he's we an move, option is right. The, can, well, the likelihood of us moving Weigel and and Mete is high, right? Who's left to fill in that central midfield role? Exactly. Right, you got yeah, uh, Paulo Bernardo. Bernardo, but he's not really a deep lying guy. You got uh, Martinetto, right? Again, youth, right? Like, do or do we feel comfortable with the remaining depth that we have in the squad if we get rid of those two, which is likely? I don't. Nope. Right? Like, if we want to talk about having a balanced squad and and having options, and and I'm I'm of the opinion, and we'll get to it later. Of, I think that Roger Schmidt is going to opt for um, a philosophy of not having a concrete eleven throughout the season. Like, I could see this week for Aroca, like Ba coming in, right? For Gilberto, right? And him kind of moving a few different pieces and, and giving and he the players. He should. And he should, yeah, and yeah. I agree, yeah. Should and, be but like, like that being anyway. able to build that consistency because at the frenetic pace that we play and press, it's impossible to last these guys will get yeah. burnt out. I mean, yeah. we see we see it with, with City. The City doesn't like... We have, Conceal is one of our best wing backs in the, in the world, and he doesn't start every game because he rests him here and there. So you see that with, with a lot of players in, like, in right. big teams like that. So like... So if we do have back, good backups like we have for the right back position, right? Then I I don't have a problem with with the switching off. Absolutely don't. Do Do you guys share the same concern? I like my my next concern, like looking at this team. I didn't even think about the backups because I we have Weigel playing in the midfield, but like I'm worried more worried about Juan Mario's backup. Like who else could play that position on that, on that team? Would it be the net that net that net two kid? Would be would be Neto Paul Bernardo. Probably Paulo Bernardo, right? But yeah. like in the position that he's playing right now, he's I not mean, really he playing had one, as but a ten. He's he's yeah. I was about to say that he's playing. He's, he's playing, playing as a hybrid. A yeah, Rafa's normally like, playing Rafa, not 
playing more down uh, the middle and and yeah. and, and uh, Jean Marty is playing wide. But you know, Tiago makes a good point here, and it could be Arte. I'm, right, I'm done with this guy. Which is yeah, no, in, in, in right now. In right now, I mean, Arte would come in, and most likely he would go to the starting eleven, right? But then, no, I out. see. Do you think why would he change? Like you said, you just I know. Said it. But, why would you, but, but that's why what would I mean. you change that's, something that's not broken? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But, but most I think likely, he most likely if, goes into the if 11. We buy, if we buy Arta, most likely is yeah. to go to the starting eleven. That means Jean Mario is sick, right? So yeah. now we have three smaller dudes in the in the in the in the midfield. I don't. I mean, I feel more comfortable with the lineup that we have right now. I think Jean Mario meshes really well with with Enzo and and uh, Tino. So I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it until they mess up. I don't disagree. Tino was throwing some nice balls around today, and Enzo, of course, it's going to be nice to see that throughout the whole whole season. Just pinging balls to the corners was nice. Enzo keeps it pretty simple, which I like. Um, I want to talk about the Vidnes. Um, he, you know, he hadn't played in something like seven months when he made his move to Shakhtar from from Ajax. You know, he he didn't. They didn't obviously didn't end up starting the season. Um, he was in Brazil trying to stay fit. Um, right. And before when he first came, right, we all, I think, shared the same opinion, right? Like another Brazilian guy. Yes, he's been in Europe, but like, are we running into another Savalinha? Right. And obviously he came with a much lower uh, price tag. Um, he showed us glimpses in the preseason today. First official game again, taking into consideration that he hasn't really had much match fitness um, for, for quite some time. Um, but today, I mean, you know, if this is a glimpse of what we can expect from him, uh, and before I share my opinion, I'm going to pass it to you guys and kind of get your thoughts on, like, what is it that stands out to you with him? But also ask you guys, you know, what is the difference that you see that he brings to the table that maybe an Everton wasn't able to do? Um, Bill, I'll start with you. I think the biggest thing in comparison to Everton is his willingness to go one-on-one. Like he'll get the ball and just go at you, right? And he's he's a lefty, right? But he's shown he's pretty damn good with his right foot. Like he's not afraid to play a ball in. I think the first goal actually came off of his right, right? I think he crossed oh, both, both goals, goals. Both assists both, with, okay. with two crosses with yeah. the right. Like he wasn't afraid to use it. Whereas you've seen sometimes where guys will cut it back and try to get it to the preferred foot. Um, he, I mean, he takes guy his pace. He's quick. He's he's quick. His feet in tight spaces. It's unreal. Like he had one. He megged the guy in the corner. And, on the end line. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy, like, and that's the thing. He looks he looks for stuff like that. Like, he's he's tricky. He's that, like, like the Brazilian flair, the Ronaldinho type thing, where he's looking to put on a show, and he's got the skill to do it. And, I mean, it took some time to get the rust off because in preseason he didn't look too good. But today, if that's showing anything we're going to get, then between him and Rafa, we have a uh, pretty – Pretty legit combination on the wings. Jay, I was going to, as Bill was talking, it kind of brought up another question that I have for you. So, right, thoughts on on Nettis and, and kind of what you see that he brings to the table that maybe Everton wasn't able to do. But then I'm going to ask you guys this question as well is, right, we talked about the players look looser. They look more willing and able to be creative and be themselves and just kind of express themselves, right? Just let it happen, right? And a lot of these players that are creative, they need that, right? They can't be handcuffed. You can't make things difficult for them. Just let them go out there and live the game and feel the moment and and let it happen. This is a hypothetical question, right? Because obviously we can't, we don't know the answer yes or no. 
But do you think that in a style of play like this, that an Everton could have been more beneficial than he was with JJ style? Yeah, because this this style is more offensive, a hundred percent more offensive, and I think it's, it would just it would just help him because he would be pushed up more higher up on the field. But do you he think he's do you think he has the same type of characteristic that the Vinales has? No, not at all. He's different like, player. I th- I think Ned is faster, um, and Ned is not I, like I I didn't see it for two years. I, I felt like Sebulinha was scared to go one on one with the player. He would cut in a lot, and Ned is just like see ya. Like let's go, let's <laughs> like let's go down the sideline, dance. We'll we'll go to the touchline, and uh, he'll put a cross I'm in. Not Meg you. Yeah, like it, it's it's like what you said, like the like the Brazilian show, and he has that flair, and um. I don't know. It was good. I thought he was the best player. I know Remus scored the the most goals, but I thought Ned has played really, really good today. I thought he was the best player on the field, I in my it. opinion. I, I think the biggest difference between Ned and Cebolinha is legit that Ned is, is a lefty and he goes to the and to the he's not afraid to go to the end line and cross with the right foot. It was Cebolinha, it was almost a guarantee that he would run he didn't for have a left. One. Player one on one and then cut back to, to cross it or, or yep. shoot with his right foot. And he's playing as playing as a as a left wing. You you can't do that. You have to be able to do it to I know Simon Sabrosa used to do it a lot. He used to cut in and shoot, but he no uh, Sabrosa did something that not a lot of players were able to do. Um but, and like but he's do, but do you, do you think that he could do play Roger Ball? He could, he, I the only thing is he slows down the game. Like and yeah, right, and, and right now, right now with the game that we have with Rafa and Ned is on the wings, the game is a, is is legit 100 miles an hour going forward, right? So we 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 give those long. Simulina would probably get to the ball, stop it, come back, pass to the midfield, and slow down the game. And that's something that that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. That, that's something I I was afraid the PZ would do too. You would slow down the game when it to this kind of play that we have in right now. So, so I like I like if you want to play a fast-paced pace game, which high pressure and then and then attack to the to the end end line. This is the these are the players you want. Sublinia and Pizzi will slow it down. I'm going to ask you another question before I change the topic, and Oscar, I'll keep it here with you. Are you talk about Rafa and, and Ned? Is right. These are the guys. I mean, we saw one or two counterattacks today where they were just blistering pace. I mean, right. Rafa fed a ball through into him, and when he had that shot left footed off the crossbar, I mean, just the pace of these guys going, you know, north to south is astonishing, right? And and it's going to be tough to to contain. But in ninety eight percent of the games in the league, we know what is going to be expected, and it's going to be tough for them to expose this because the teams are going to play in a deep block, right? And there's not going to be as much space. Um, in behind Bonoit uh, Freitas, best player on the field was Darwin Freitas. Já é tarde, no, it's, it's called it's, it's Darwin, Darwin <laughs> yeah. Freitas. O Freitas já está com os copos, ainda não foi dormir. <laughs> 1904. Yeah. Um, oh, CRF. What, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, uh, with those two guys, right? And given what they bring to the table, if one of them goes down with an injury, like, do we have to change our style of play? Like, who else is going to be able to give us that? And I'll open that to whoever else wants to answer. I don't like. I can't see anyone like we have Shikinu that plays wide. 
He doesn't have that. Luis Gil Diaz, Gil Diaz doesn't Diaz. have that. <laughs> I know, but Dio Gonzalez, I don't know. Is he he doesn't have in? that. Yeah, he's still there, but he does. He's not that type of player. I know, right? but 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 he's got the pace. But it, this is this is something that it's who you about. saw. It's who you Diogo. saw in the preseason. It'll be the kid. Yeah, the probably Ooh, the kid. Oh, Moreira, seventeen year old kid. He's the closest to them in terms of yeah, characteristics. That's the thing. Because I feel like he wants the wingers to fly, and we have two flyers. Yeah. Like we, those guys can fly. But, but the then backups, but, but, after but those two flyers, we got cement shoes. But you, you yeah. have to understand, like the, yeah, the way those, the way those guys play, it's full throttle. I don't think they can last a half they're, a season doing that full throttle. And even in tights, they like to take guys on, so they're gonna get right tackled. You know how many times? Look just today, today, yeah. today, Rafa went flying. How many times? Like when they're he gonna was get, getting away they're from gonna players? get. Eventually, they're gonna. One of them is gonna pick up a knock, and they're gonna be out for a few games. But yeah, they. I mean, I know we our other topic at the end is is transfer market, but I do think that's one of the, maybe one of the areas we need to look at is another winger or someone with pace that can. I brought can this be up. I, I brought this up hey, not too hey, long can, ago. Can, when can we can we bring up Rafa's miss? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was think, no. He passed it. Oh, yeah, I don't know why. He, I don't know why like, the fuck he passed it. Well, it's, I mean, you're right. It's not a miss. Like, why would it was you pass a miss? That? Like, why he, would you pass? I mean, that? he should have shot it, right? I oh mean, my god, you guys are ridiculous! I'm telling oh you, that my, dude. If this was Darwin, all right, all right. Years wait, ago, wait, 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 wait. I would, and just for the record, just for the record, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, I just want to put a prefix there. For the record, we normally have the highlights. I don't show the highlights for these games because. UEFA is very strict with their highlights for their game. So going forward, we'll continue to have domestic competition highlights while we speak so we can scrutinize and, and do whatever we want to do. But for European games, we can't because, unfortunately, um, they'll end up taking the stream down. So, Oscar, to you. All right. So last year, and I believe it was in the Champions League, if I'm not mistaken, with the same scenario where Rafa tries chipping it to the near post and he had he could have passed it across, right? And we no, all that was against Portimonense. Oh, oh, what it was? But we all complained. Why didn't he pass that? Why didn't yeah. he pass that? You could, and I'm like, the guy has a, a net shoot, hey. right? I'm hey, actually upset that he, he like didn't shoot, but I uh, but last year you guys complained that he shot. So so get hey, a, yeah, get hey. a, but he didn't everybody. shoot today. He didn't shoot. Know, he he passed. Passed it, but you guys last year I was, complained that he shot. I was I was with you on Oscar was yeah, Bill was shoot. on your I side. This one. I know. 100 yeah. percent shoot. Yeah. Today, 100 percent shoot. 100 percent shoot. But last but year. But he didn't were, do but either. They shot. Yeah, but he tried passing it. He tried. It didn't even come out of pass or I got shot. It, but he tried passing it. He, he tried to do what you guys wanted him to do last year. And now you guys I, are complaining again. So it's I feel hey, like don't put me in the pot with these guys, okay? He got I feel like he got caught in between two minds again. Like his decision making in the final third. It's almost like he second guesses himself. Like, okay, I'm gonna pass it. No, no, no I'm gonna shoot. Actually, fuck, uh, uh, fuck it, I'm gonna pass it. Right. And then by the time he really decides what he wants to do, it's too late. This this one today was another example. He literally had about five yards of running where he could have just laid it off. He took five yards and then made himself a difficult pass, which at that point he should have just pulled the trigger, right? Yeah. And then he got caught in two minds and made a pass that was terrible. But then, but then if he shot today, dude, right I, now you guys are I, I, I love you Rafa, have passed but it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I was like, dude, no, you shoot on. there. Yeah, you don't pass I mean, that. He's not the only one that had a, a questionable miss today. You know, Gonzalo Ramos hey, had hey, one. We played well. We played well. We did. We well, did. We did. He wants to stop at this. He doesn't want to go. But obviously, Gonzalo. but obviously, we could have easily gone to Denmark with. You know, a like six five six goal cushion, Dude, right? But, but I think I speak for all of us that we are oh, confident PK. that this is PK. PK? Yeah, PK. PK I don't know. Why would it be PK? I'm, I'm questioning why. 
he shot it and like right. I and feel like Morata moment, didn't really and his momentum takes no, it into more like they're both coming, no. but he shoots it have... with no obstruction. Go go look at the highlights. The guy the, the he slides Morata slides does not touch the ball, and then even though the ball's not there anymore, he goes into the into the guy's leg. That's but the a guy's foul. his momentum's coming in. I don't think it no. It doesn't touch to the ball. He not. slides in to block. I only the ball. saw the replay he misses, twice. He misses the ball and it, it goes into the guy's leg. Why wouldn't that be a PK? I didn't. I only saw the replay twice, so I my opinion could be skewed. No, um, it's it's to me. I didn't I'm think not, it was I'm a PK. Not, I'm, I'm he not gets a shot off. He gets a shot off, and then his momentum take. They're both their momentum. Momentum yeah. take them into each other. So, That's what I so think. It, it, it wasn't like he's standing still, and Mor- and Morato comes through him. All right, he gets Bill, a shot off, and his momentum takes him right, into so, Morato. So, Morato I have a question. So a goalie, a goalie comes out. A player go, is running at the goalie, right? The, all the player does is kick the ball to the right. It doesn't, no chance of getting it, but it's probably going out of bounds, anyways. The goalie sliding, momentum, momentum hits the guy's legs. Not a PK. That's different. Oh, it's different. Because so this, of what? no, this analogy would be one on one with the goalie. Goalie slides forward, gets a shot off, and then runs but they're into both the coming, They're both colliding. The goalie didn't touch the ball. I like that. Off. I like In that gesture. Scenario, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In your scenario, he's going away from goal. It's a PK either way. Like, that's a PK. If it was Jesus right right now, he would be beating the shit out of you. All right? Look how you talk to me because when I I tell you it's a PK, it's a PK, Karagi. I love you, Jesus. That's great. All right. This fucking guy. Just for everyone to know. For those of you who aren't watching and just listening, he has an avatar of JJ because he loves him so much. Um, That's I like want half an hour of Oscar figuring out how to do that. I have one more question here before we move on to to MVP and next topic. Um, Oscar mentioned Morato in our group chat. Um, you know we've seen Morato Otamendi partnership more frequently since Otamendi came back from international duty and, and integrated with the squad. Uh, you know we obviously saw Antonio Silva, we saw um, Thiago Araujo a little bit. Um, a little bit of Ventongan. We haven't seen Jean Vitor. Lucas Verismo should be back in training by the end of this month. My question to you guys is who do you see being our regulars, right? Long term, right? Like not next week, not in two weeks, but like as the season rolls on, right? And knowing what the capabilities, right? Obviously, Jean Vitor is an, uh, an uncertainty, right? We don't, I mean, I don't know him well enough. From what I've read, people say he's quick, he's technical. Um, He's prone to make mistakes, but his pace allows him to recover and make up for it. But I don't know enough about him to have an opinion. Um, but who do you guys see being our regulars, right? There's also rumors that Otamendi may leave in the January transfer window, right? So do we start to think ahead about that? And there's also talks of, is Vertonghen one of those guys that leaves in this transfer window? Because, right, he's not going to sit on the bench. And a World Cup coming up, right? Like, he wants to go, it's likely his last one. Right, maybe even his last international competition with Belgium, given his age, you know, does he look to go somewhere else where he can play regularly? Um, can I can I take this for a second? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Oh, so, take the show. So, so this is this is what I think Benfica is thinking, and this is what I would do if I was in Benfica's uh, place, right? Or, or did the, the sound? Um, Otamendi is training Morato to be a leader, right? Is basically leading Morato to be what he is. And then Murato is going to lead Lucas to be what Murato is. And I think our uh, our center backs going forward is going to be Murato and Lucas Verissimo. With Otamendi, probably like you said, if he leaves in the Nigerian market, then he leaves Murato 
very, very good hands. Burisimo is a guy that can come in and just plug right in because he's already played and proved that he can do it at Benfica. So, so when he's healthy and ready to go, I think Burisimo and Moratu are going to make a killer duel. And I do believe that Vertagen as, as well, we will leave. Okay. Bill, Jay, do you guys agree with that? What do you think about this situation? You guys really think Otamendi is going to leave? If the he rumor does, is I mean, it, it, it's his last – I think this is his last year. I'm almost positive yeah, this is his last year. Would he stay for the whole year? There's so rumors that, that he, he's going to go to like River Plate or River Plate back, to, him, yeah. back to, uh, to, yeah. to Argentina. Um, that's the rumor. Um, and it's I've heard it and seen it many places. Um, it just makes you wonder, right? Like why would Benfica have gone to go get João Vitor, right? Like the amount of center backs that we have. And you play in a system of two center backs, right? You got Lucas Vidis coming back. Although, again, you don't know so, what he's going to come back and look like. Right. I was just about to say that. Like, I think they, I think the long term, I think they would love it for to be Morato and Verissimo. But with that knee injury, you have no clue, right? And like, John Vito might, come back, might be a good purchase. He could for come that. back and be fine, yep. but he could come back and not be and not be right and continue to have knee injuries. And the Jean Vito is that cover just in case. And and I agree with Oscar. I think Vertonghen is is gone. At the end of the month, I think, given like you said, Mike, the the World Cup, and most likely he's what like thirty three, I think. For Tongan's like thirty four. Yeah, this is one hundred percent his, his, his salary's got to be pretty high too, right? His salary's so. definitely going to be I'm high. Sure he's one of the leading. Yeah, and he's thirty coming up. The World Cup's going to be his last tournament. He's thirty five. So. He just turned thirty five in April. Yeah, so he's he's. I see him and, and not only just his age, but like given the pace that Benfica plays, right, a high line. Right, like even guys like Morato and Notamendi aren't the quickest, right? But they right. can adapt to it better. Whereas Vertonghen, like you know, his hinges are a little rusty, right? Like this style of play isn't really conducive to how he's able to perform on the pitch, right? Like he's not quick anymore, right? We talked about it last year, right? Like he's slow, but he reads the game well. He can distribute well, right? But like in a, in a team there where you want to play a high back line. You know, he's basically you, – you're committing suicide at that point if you're playing with yeah. him. Um, okay, Jay, do you want to have anything to add to that? I think it's going to be Verismo and um, Otamendi if Otamendi stays. If not, I think it's Morato like Oscar said. So I can't agree with Oscar. Freitas says Verismo and Jean Vitor will end up the season. Time yeah, but, but Jean Vitor – I mean, they're both writers, right? I mean, we've seen it before. It, it's yeah, happened. Luizão it. and Garay were probably two, my two favorite center backs, and they're both righties. But um, but they're both – Verissima knows that he plays on the right side of the defense, right? Yeah. Vitor, yep. is he, can he adapt to the left side? I mean, I don't know. I, don't how, know. I never watched him before, I, yeah. so I don't know. The one game that I did see, he played on the right side of the defense. But, again, I don't I don't know enough about him to have an opinion. Paulo Carneiro says, Otamendi and Lucas Verissimo. Again, if he doesn't leave – I think that's I, a I strong think, partnership. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that Lucas Venetian, though, for this year is, is such a big unknown. Like, I, we have no clue how this guy's going to come back and how he's going to be. Like, if we can get anything out of him, I think it's a plus. But I think coming off of that type of injury, I think this year is one of those, like, kind of like a rehab year where he's getting back into the string of things. And maybe the second half of the season, we might see him back to his normal, normal self. Do you guys but, but, do, do you guys think Morato is a surprise this year, or do you think they had they had it in their plans that he would turn out to be as as he's he's, he's playing? I mean, Benfica invested quite a bit on him. Right, but last year, but last year was a fourth fourth center back. He was last year was in a, right. he wasn't 
so so you know for him to be a starter this year i think lucas i think um i think joan vitor came because they i don't think they believed in morato i i, I think but but when you right like even though he wasn't one of the first options last year the games that he did come in like he performed pretty well right i mean he got tossed into the deep end against i believe it was bayern munich Right, um, and we just got and he scored five goals, and he scored five goals on. Yeah, but you're fucking talking about Bayern Munich. I mean, the first game at home, he wasn't the center back, right? And he scored, if I'm not mistaken, in in Germany. Yeah, he scored on the corner kick, right? So, I mean, he's always shown us glimpses. I agree with you, Oscar. Like, I think he was a pleasant surprise, right, for for the coaching staff and and how he plays, and maybe it, right, because he gives you, he's got good feet, right? Like, he gives you the ability to play out the back. And he's able to pick a pass, right? Like he's he's composed. Sometimes he takes too much of a risk, but for a team that wants to keep the ball, he gives you that option, right? Like, and he's he's physical. He's a big guy. I was about to say he's a big guy compared to yeah. Verissimo. Verissimo's a little. He's, smaller, I mean, Verissimo's little... a big dude, but like but they can distribute dude. the ball. Yeah. They can distribute the ball, right? And they have a little bit of pace, right? Whereas Vertonghen can distribute the ball, but he doesn't have pace, right? So like, you're kind of losing on that aspect on that side, but like what's the, uh, Paulo says here, Jean Vitor was just there at a good price with the Lucas Verissimo variable and we took him, but then Antonio Silva showed up. Like, do you think that's what drove it? Right? Like he's a good player. He's highly touted price tags, not too bad. Let's take the risk and, and see how things play out. Or do you think there was a different plan there? No, I, I, that, I mean, that sounds plausible just because like I said, the, the Verissimo, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. So correct. I think when they bought, Vitor, it was potentially as a cover to have another option at center back. In case back. it's a relapse. In case, in case Lucas Verissimo, exactly. Either he struggles to get back in or he gets back in and there's a. And he's only he 24. Tweaks it, right. right. So and he tweaks his knee again and then he's out even longer. So I think that was the per, that was the mindset with when they looked at Jean Vitor. And then I agree that Antonio Silva, I think that he fucking came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone, everyone was expecting. Uh, Arujo, which was, I think he just Correct. got loaned out. That was no, what everyone expected because... No, he got oh, to he did, he did. Yeah. Yeah, No, he just got loaned out. Yeah. Uh, I think he was the kid everyone expected to be uh, going up to the Correct. 18 because he, didn't. he was there last year and instead it's this kid that came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. I, it's going to be an interesting battle, but I mean, also somebody else mentioned in one of the... Uh, Bruno in one of our articles on the website this week mentioned... When was the last time that Vefica had so many choices at the center back position that like give you confidence, right? Like it's been a while. How long has it been? Right. Like normally I mean, we have probably, like two. You, probably, you probably go back you go back to the Luis Zan, David Luis yeah. era yeah. where it's been a long time. We had, we had a bunch like of solid options, right? Like yeah. normally you have like two good ones and then after that you start to fall off. Right. I think we have at least four solid options here that could, you know, start at any given point. Um, but our, our issue here with these solid office, uh, I mean, um, solid options is we need to, they, they all want to be in 11, especially this year. Correct. But I mean, it creates uh, a positive competitiveness, right? And like, that's where you start to figure out the, the mindset of the players, right? Like you want a competitive locker room and everyone should want to play and, you know, you should show that in training, right? But then you may run into personalities that are like, fuck this, I didn't come here to sit on the bench, right? Peace out, right? And they cause friction. Hopefully that's not what you run into, but to have that healthy, right? Like Gilberto and Ba, right? Like that's a healthy competition right there. You got two players that at any given point can start, right? If you asked us that, you know, a year and a half ago, 
maybe we wouldn't have the same feeling about Gilberto, right? But like he's owned his spot, he's made it, right? And now it's his to lose, right? But like you think Bob's not on his heels, like fuck, like why am I not starting and he's starting, right? And there's plenty of fans that are saying the same thing, like why is Bob not in the starting eleven, right? And Paulo says he didn't remember when all medinhas era central. God, that was a long time ago. E medio centro também. At Porto, I think he played. He did holding mid at Porto. Yeah, he that's his natural position. He was a holding yeah. midfielder, and then he's, he they moved him out wide, and he's played center back. Um, referencing the, the quality of centrais, Paulo says this is Rodrigo no Dragão. Oh God, oh God bad, mem- I, bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> um, to close this off, MVP for the game, uh, Bill. Easy choice is Ramos, but I'm going to give it to Nebs. I think he, everything was going through him. All right, Jay. Nebs, 100%. Thought he was the best player on the field. Oscar? I give it to Ramos. Ramos is uh, it, it used at the right place, right time. He showed up. He finally showed up as a striker role. So I think he, he did everything right today. He, we don't. You don't need Ramos to touch the ball a hundred times a, a game. We want to touch the ball five, six times and score three goals. You know, that's all I care from him, and that's what he did. I agree. Yeah, I mean, um, since I've been critical of him, I'll go with Gonzalo Ramos. You know, he shut me up today. Great. I hope he shuts me up for the rest of the season and many others who questioned him. Again, I've I've said I don't think he has that killer instinct. Listen, if he keeps bagging goals, again, I have nothing against him. Hopefully he, he makes it happen, and him scoring goals means that we're happy here on this podcast and Benfica's doing well. One, so. one way or another, he'll either play well for us or he'll get sold. So. Yeah, that, so he'll either make us money or he'll score goals for us. Um Moving on to the next topic, which is the transfer market. And I think the main main talking point here is that guy, exactly, um, Gonzalo Ramos, right? Again, rumors that, that he's potentially going to leave. Do you guys think – they asked him today. They asked Roger Schmidt today after the match, you know, a lot of people might be after him after scoring three goals in this game, right? That just, you know, widens the spotlight on him. Um, you know, he said he's happy to – that he's his player. He's happy that, you know, Gonzalo Ramos is happy to be at Benfica, homegrown. Um, do you think that if Benfica makes it into the Champions League? Do you guys think that if we make it into the Champions League, that it makes it easier for Benfica to keep him? Or do you think that it's indifferent? Like, if we get an offer of $50 million, right, does Benfica say, you know, that's a lot of money, let's move him on and let's let's take it? Or do you think Benfica plays into the thought process of, listen, he's playing well, let's ride this wave, we go into Champions League, gets more exposure and see what comes of it? What do you guys? How do you think we approach right, so this? So here's the situation. You right ride now, it. You ride right, it. You I know. I, 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 person, I personally would too. But it, it, here's the, the money. How money works, right? Sixty million right now because he scored three goals. We get knocked <laughs> if we get knocked out of the Champions League. Sixty million, dude, just today. That's what the I'm reading Paulo Carneiro's message. Oh. Yeah, today's price tag went from forty to sixty. All right, so so sixty million today because he scored three goals and we're still in the Champions League. As if if and it's a big if we say we play Dinamo Kiev when we get knocked out of Champions League, that price tag goes down to like back to the forty, right? So we, yeah. this twenty million right there riding. So now Benfica has to make a decision. 
sell him now and make the 60 million that we just made from his uh, price tag going up or take a chance. And if we get knocked out, we lose that because we have to sell him afterwards. We do have to sell to make the money that we don't make going to Champions League. So it's a it's I would keep him. I would ride this wave. I think we don't get knocked out of Champions League. I think we go to group stage easily. So I would ride that. And the positive is, and before Jay and Bill, you share your thoughts, the positive is, is that we'll find out our fate before the transfer window closes, right? Yep. So the playoff, if we make it to the playoff, the final playoff game will be at home against Dinamo or Stumgras, and there still will be like a week left in the transfer window, right? But again, but the like price tag said, will be low. Correct. Correct. Right now it's high. It's like we're play, We're basically playing real life deal or no deal at this moment. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Right? Like, <laughs> we have the chips in our hand, right? And we have the high value, but things could lessen as time goes on. Yeah. Jay, Bill, any thoughts? No, I, I agree. Missing the Champions League definitely changes things. That's, I think that they say it's like 35, 40 mil right off the bat. Yeah, um, like that, that is that does make a difference. And like Paulo said here, like that's what happened with Ruben Diaz. I think it's a little different than that. Like we didn't just sell, like with Ruben Diaz, we didn't have any huge chances. Right. But we didn't have any huge chances. Like we just sold Darwin for a hundred mil. Like that, that money. Like we sold John Felix the year before Ruben. No, it wasn't. It was two years before. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Two years. Ruben, Ruben went last year. Yeah, yeah. With, with no, JJ. no, no. The year before, the year Four. before. So it was year, one year that John yeah. Felix went. So one so year, one year, two, one, one. It was the year before. With, I don't I think it was two. the year before. I think it was a two. Yeah, before John that. Felix. Keep talking. I'll look. Keep talking. I'll I think look. Felix left two years before Ramadias left. But I mean, the the money we just made off that transfer. Yeah. Oh, it was the year before. Year before. So Ruben one Diaz year. left 2021 and John Felix left. 29th, so he went to Atleti the summer of 2019, so it was the year before. Okay. So, I mean, that's all right. That throws my theory out. <laughs> Reset. All I know is, according to Paulo Carneiro's math, if Gonzalo Ramos scores another hat trick, oh, 75, he to, easy. He goes up to 80. <laughs> well, it's Aroca, so a league game is less, less yeah. increase, but oh, you know, okay. put so him around the, the 70. With a striker, like we just saw Darwin, right? One good year, and his value goes from the 20s to 100. Like, but, but, it, but it mattered that he played the Champions League and he did Right. Well. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If we if we get through the Champions League, then 100% he stays and ride the hot, ride the hot hand at this point right now. He's he's bagging goal. One game in, he's had a hat trick. But if <laughs> – I, I, um, I, I kind of agree with it. I, I want to let it ride. I want Gonzalo Ramos to be our striker for the whole season, but we'll see what happens, I guess. The thing with him, too, like he's homegrown, so his salary isn't huge. We don't have like the transfer to get him to Benfica. Like with Darwin, we had that 25 mil kind of like hanging over his head, right? And the salary and all that with, with, um, Freitas, like, same same millions. Oscar, give Freitas in, his phone back, dude. In, inflation. Foram same millions, caralho, não foram 200 millions, same millions. Eu estou a ver que o Oscar roubou o telefone. Eu gastei todo o dinheiro do Benfica. <laughs> Clip that. I know Freitas is enjoying this. Moles. Right <laughs> oh my god. That was oh, good. Shit. These, that was awesome. These guys. 
Um, any? Do you guys have any other concerns in terms of the transfer market? Obviously, there's talks of Grimaldo, and it looks like Cucurella from Brighton is heading towards Chelsea, and that was a target that Manchester City was chasing. They also lost Sinchenko to Arsenal, so now they're left with, you know, Cancelo playing left back. I don't know who the hell their other left back is now that Zinchenko left. Um, Some kid from the academy. There's rumors that, you know, they're going to turn their attention to Grimaldo. Um, so he's one guy that's potentially going to leave. But, you know, let's just pick Grimaldo and Weigel. Any? Do you guys have any concerns seeing... I mean, we already touched on Weigel earlier, but let's. I guess let's just focus on, on Grimaldo for now. Do you have any concerns... Seeing him leave, I mean, I know I do because we haven't seen Vistich yet. He's been hurt, um, and I think this style of play might suit Grimaldo really well. Uh, but I'll pass it to you guys. Jay, I'll start with you. Uh, any concerns if if Grimaldo leaves? Absolutely, and I'm and I'm not a big Grimaldo fan, but the, the problem is is what you just said. I don't know. He's, he's I don't even know how to say his name. <laughs> Vistich. We got we got Gildias though. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I just don't trust that. I don't. That that worries me a lot. We then we better go get a left back somewhere. Uh, I think we would, in my opinion. I agree. I think if he leaves, I think Benfica has a plan B of right. If he leaves, we're going to get X. Um, problem is, is you're not going to get much for Grimaldo because he's in last end of season, or his last season of contract. Maybe we go get Nunu, Nunu Tavares what, what's, back. What's, what's <laughs> you, dude. That, was, that was the best $8 million, $8 million euros that he could made. Hey, what's, uh, the, what's the, the request for Grimald to renew? What is he asking for? I haven't seen. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think, think he, he wants I don't to. think the question is money. I think he doesn't want to. I don't I think, think he, he wants, wants to go back to Spain. Or he wants yeah, to leave I think Portugal. His, his plan all along was to go back to Barca because that was a rumor, but now it doesn't look like Barca is interested at all, and yeah, and I of... don't know if they have money. Or I mean, apparently they have monopoly I mean, money. I don't know where the hell they're getting it, but they got money. Um, they're printing Paul, it in the back. Paulo Cornejo says we need a ten. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I mean, we talked about Ricardo back. Arta, but do you think that we need a pure ten, a, a guy that's a, like a legitimate ten, not like a hybrid, like a Joe Mario? How many of those yeah. are out there? We we let that's one the thing. Go. Not many teams play with a ten. Not many teams play with a pure 10. PZ's not a pure 10. He's a creative midfielder, but he's not a pure 10. That's the closest she, thing we had. And, and she, uh, yeah, I don't think we need so that means, I don't that means think we Oscar, need it. The Oscar PZ's an 8, 9, 10, 11. He's, he, 12, can he can play He can play defense. Sheik Marcelino says our left wing, Joe Mario and Grimaldo, is super soft defensively. Agree or disagree? Disagree. I agree with that too. I agree. disagrees. Our biggest yeah, concern with with, with Grimaldo has always been his defensive ability. But why? Why? Grimaldo why we, can't defend. <coughs> why, why are we putting? I don't get. I mean, the wing. Jean Mario plays. Jean Mario is essentially no. Jean is playing on the left. No, but Rafa's Rafa's starting there. They just switch off a lot. Watch if you pay attention to their movements during the game. You rarely see Rafa out wide. Rarely. He's always in the center. So if that's the case, then I don't want Jean Mario playing on the wing. But that's where he's been playing. And Rafa is basically playing as a hybrid number ten, and they're basically. Have you seen Tank? You don't want Jomari playing on the wing. Have you seen anything wrong these last six no, games? No, not really. Not really. Then, Dude, honestly, Oscar, I, already, I, I already said I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. Then don't then, don't fix what's not broken. Like I like we've all yeah. talked. All right, all right. 
And why'd you put Oscar out over there on your thing? <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would take you. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> uh, Paul says Rafa's playing like he played at Ferenc and Braga. He, I, yeah, I mean, again, he's playing in a hybrid role. He's playing in a central position. I think he's one of the only ones that has the type of characteristic to be able to float uh, central and wide. Um, it'll just be interesting to see if we bring anyone in and if we keep him I mean, in the middle or move him out wide. If we're talking needs, right? Like we, I think we all agree we need another winger, right? Like if Rafa or Nettis go down, we need yeah. – like we, we we're hopeful of, of Diego, but at the same time the kid's – 17 and you never know what you're going to get from him so i think we need another option there and i think we need someone else in the midfield as well all right so so out of all the things you know how we have concerns and tank said forwards was this concern and i said wingers was my concern wingers is still my concern and, <laughs> and forwards is not a concern and i think a midfield like bill said is a concern just if if and this is only if we sell Weigel and mate like we're supposed to or rumors say that we are yeah. if they go now with the players that we have today the only concern that i have and it continues to be is the wingers in case one of those two wingers goes yep. out we have we have a concern there i, I mean i still have a concern with left back right like, but we, we still but right now as of right now we have two as of right, right now or three jill diaz i'm not comfortable with him playing back there and the stitch we haven't seen yet so that's right. a huge unknown but yeah, if, I mean, if we could say, if we were saying one position, as of right now with the squad we have, I would agree with our wingers is is probably our biggest concern. I agree. We got three weeks left. So, again, I think if we make it a Champions League, it makes a huge difference in terms of how more ambitious we can and will be. <clears throat> if we don't, which hopefully is not the case, I think it'll put a hamper on, on what we do, and it'll really be dependent on who leaves before we bring anyone in. Um, quickly... Friday, we start the season um, at home against Aroca. Uh, a, a game that's going to be different than what we experienced today. Uh, it's going to be a game where Aroca is going to sit deep, right? Typical of most teams in the, in the Portuguese league. And it'll be an interesting test to see how we adapt to that type of style, right? Midland today, surprisingly, to start the game, played high. Right and, and tried to press and, and made things difficult for Benfica for the first 15 minutes until we scored. Oroca is not going to do that, right? I'd be very surprised if they do. They're going to sit back. They're going to play a deep block and basically just say, you know, we're going to sit deep. You guys come at us and, and see how impatient you can be. And hopefully we'll be able to hit you guys on the counter or get a set piece. Um, Bill, I'll start with you. What are you expecting for this game? And, and do you think that, you know, we're going to struggle to break them down. I'm confident that we will win given the weapons that we have, but do you think it'll be one of those games where, you know, we're going to keep blowing, keep blowing, keep blowing, and eventually we'll blow the house down, but it's going to take us some frustration to do it. Or do you think that Benfica's going to be able to unlock them fairly easily? I mean, the first 15 today, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to expect that. Cause like you said, uh, Midland or whatever, however pronounced the damn name, they surprisingly came and looked like they were. But it's also the first, the first official game of the season for us. Midland's already right. played three or four official games. Yeah, right. Uh, but with Aroca, they're they're just gonna sit deep. I, but I think with the 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 players we have, like with Rafa and Neres, like it's not just pace. Like they can 
they can work in those tight areas. And we saw it today where it was a lot of one touch, move the ball quick, um, and it's very fluid up top. But I could, I could, as long as we're taking our chances and whatever we do get early, and we can, if we can get an early one, I, I think we blow the doors off. Um, if we see the Ramos that we saw at some points last year where he struggles and misses a few and then it could get a little tricky because um, the longer we go without scoring, then uh, I think the, the more issues that we're going to have trying to break down that 11 man behind the ball. The good thing about this game is that we don't rely only on Ramos to score. I think, I think Yarmachuk and, uh, and Enrique Ruggi coming in today, you could prove that he, one of them, they both could have had a goal, uh, easily had a goal each. Right. So we have, we have potential to change the game differently to, to adapt to, to whatever situation is happening when it comes to the attacking mentality. Right. So like, so if they're closing down and they got Ramos, Ramos can't do much. If we the, come putting Chuk in, uh, Yarmachuk in, completely changes how Benfica plays, right? It's totally different than how Ramos plays. So it can, it, we change the whole di- then dynamic of the, how the game is being played and it can help us. So it's good that we have these these alternative uh, players that can come in and change the game. I think we'll be fine. I think if we if we struggle the first half, second half, we score two goals and we'll win. Jay, what are your thoughts for this game? Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I kind of want to. I want to see the lineup, but um, I'm not. I'm not asking you for a <coughs> for a prediction. I'm just. How do you think it'll play out with the expectation that Adoka is going to sit deep? I think we're going to smash, dude. Like I think we're just going to go play at home, open the season up, bada bing, bada boom. All right, it's going like it. it. to be. And like, Biggie's going to be. Biggie's going to be sitting. Uh, uh, right out, almost on the field. He'll have my tickets, so hopefully he brings us some fortune over there. The game is Friday? Friday yeah. at 3.30, yep. our time. Yep. Oh, man. You guys, uh, the game. And then we play the following have, Friday again. I have, I have Friday off. So do you guys expect oh, rotation? Or do you I think expect a couple guys. This? I think I think Ba, I think ba plays. gets minutes. Um, I wouldn't I be think... surprised if – actually, no. You have to ride Ramos, right? Let him ride. Yeah. Um. I don't know if trying to like do you touch do you touch the midfield three? I don't think so. I wouldn't touch them right now. Do you touch maybe the give wingers? them a break in the second half? No wingers. I don't think you touch. Ramos I think the only them. change we I think the only change we see is Gilberto for Bob because you don't yeah, see. Given you, the, you, do you keep do you keep Flacco in that because he, he's a big rider on that? Yeah, you don't too. touch the goal. You don't touch no. the goalies. You don't touch I, the goalies. I can't you have see to. him making many changes. The only change I expect is Ba, and the only reason I expect that is because Aroka is going to sit deep, and Ba gives you more of an offensive threat. And I think yep. he'll be another piece to unlock a deep block. Whereas Gilberto's not as quick, he's not as creative, but he's more solid defensively. And I think that Ba will give us that additional element going forward against a team that's in steep. So, my opinion, that's the only change from today's eleven that I see. Jay, Oscar, do you think? I mean, you asked the question, I, Oscar. Do you think? I mean, I I ride I ride I ride the the winning team. Jay, put your mic on. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just too, um, it's just too early to make a lot of changes. I think it's okay. once you get a few games into the season, then I get start getting breaks. But right now, we just, we're just too early. Like, only, only issue is they only have two, like they have two days between. Like it's a quick fucking turnaround. Yeah, then, then let's, then let's get and the month first half and change. But it's early in the, the season. Month, they, they got a no, shit ton of you, games no, in the month of no. August. You, you, I would, you I would play the starters. Yeah, like, don't like rotate too much. One guy here and there. You can rotate in in Denmark, right? Next Wednesday. 
right? Like, yeah. yeah, we got a three goal cushion, right? Make yeah. a few more changes in that game. But I wouldn't opening the season. You have to start strong and send a message. I wouldn't. 100%. I wouldn't touch too much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Benfica last time that we dropped points against Aroca was back in two thousand and. Uh, Don't tell 13. me it's zero zero and I lose. No, it's 2013. We tied 2-2 in December. Um, Oscar's favorite friend was our coach. The starting 11 in that game was Artur, <laughs> Bruno Cortes, oh, Garay, Luizão, Maxi Pereira, Gaitan, Enzo Perez, Feja, Rodrigo, Lima, Markovic. That team was actually pretty solid with the exception yeah, of like... Bruno Cortes. Bruno. <laughs> and Artur. <laughs> I mean, Artur wasn't bad. Dude, can yeah. Pito que deixou entrar? Holy yeah. shit. No, though. He, was, he, he had I some games. Know. He looked like a Moreto. Like Moreto has some good games too, but then he was. Go, yeah, he makes so many saves, but then he let the. He's like Piggy. Saves the hard ones, <laughs> let the easy ones Let's in. Let's the shitty ones in. Um, ever since then, we have won one, two, three, four, five, six. The last six games we've played in between league and cup games. So, uh, again, a home game. Last year, we won 2 0. With goals from Luka Waldschmidt and Yaremchuk, uh, I was in Portugal for that game. Yes, I remember that game. Uh, it was like the second or third, second game of the season. Um, so this time we play him first game of the season. Um, all right, so we will have our predictions later in the week or, or on Friday as we get closer to kickoff. Um, that covers it for today. We'll we'll keep the keep bench sell for next week. I have an interesting one for sure. I, I'll do I'm not going to real quick. Come on, you guys want to do it five minutes. All right, let's do it quick. Do it quick. You ready for this one, Oscar? It's funny because Oscar made a a reference to it earlier, and it was almost like you knew. Start, bench, sell. Everyone that's watching and listening, give us your thoughts. The options are... David, Luis, Garay, and Luizel. (laughs) (laughs) Legit, when you said Garay, David, Luis, I'm like, dude, it's like this kid knew what I was going to say. Can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Wait, it's true? Legit, that's exactly what I had written what down. Fuck, I did. Dude. I didn't do it during this. I legit, I swear to God, I didn't do it during the podcast. That was what I had written down. And when you mentioned those three, I'm like, dude, what the hell? Are the chances of that happening? So Jay, start bench sell. Luisão got I David Luis. Start get I bench Luisão sell Luis. What you sell wow. your boy Luis? Yeah, I, get I, I think get I was a better player for Bifiga. Oh, man, I just love David Luiz how he played. I didn't expect that. I'll tell you oh, that. Man. Yeah, me neither. Holy but, shit! I can't believe you just said you're gonna yeah, sell. I do, David. I'll, I'll, you should record yeah. this because I, I definitely, definitely We're will remind him later. Snip that. Wow. I would. <laughs> I would. He says, "Bada beam, bada boom." I'm with Jason Freitas. By the by the Freitas. I like this Freitas guy, dude. I really like him. I gotta meet him. <laughs> You don't want to meet guy. He, he, he <laughs> I'm crazy too. Let's have fun. <laughs> Bill. Uh, I'm starting Luizão, benching Garay, and selling David Luiz. Another selling David Luiz, man. I mean, Garay was only at Benfica for what, two years? I'll... Dude, for me, that Garay goal was nasty. Dude. That goal against Porto was. After the, uh, the game, was that for me like cements Garay? Like he was. Damn, he was there three years. I didn't realize he was there that long. Wait, you he said was unbelievable. You said, you said sell. How long David was David Luiz there for? David Luiz. Yeah, I just love how while. David Luiz played for the shirt and how he spoke about Bifiga. Like I always was a fan about that. 
Yeah, but he also didn't come. He could have came also, back this year. And he hey, didn't. hey, Tank, you're also yeah. benching him. So what are you, why are you talking about? No, he's selling him. Oh, he's selling him. Yeah, what kind of ridiculous? David Luiz was with us for four years. You made yeah. 25 million off him. But the first right. year, the first year he was. You only sold um, Ganai for six, which was still a questionable yeah, thing. That was because he was Real Madrid's. Yeah, player. Real Madrid essentially owned him. Yeah, it was a it was like a Ricardo Duarte situation. Everyone had a little piece of the pie. Oscar. All right. I will start my Capitão, which is the internal Capitão, the guy that's been at the fire for the longest out of the Strangeros, right? He And he's made every single one of those players leaders. Like, he has made those guys players, right? And I would absolutely bench Garay because I think he's a great defender. And David Luiz, I can send him with Hulk to get some lessons because Hulk taught him Ooh. once or twice. He's playing in Brazil with him now. Maybe good. I know. And actually, they, 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 they actually got, they got into a fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah recently, like a yeah. week or so. They got into an argument. They probably... So that's... Lembra se daquela coquinha que tu me fizeste lá em Lula? Não estás a Lula? All right, so that's three cells for Dan Luiz. Mike, what, you gonna, what would you do? For me, I mean, you have to start Luiz now. Um, and... I would I would bench David Luiz and I would sell Garay. I, I, they're both good players. Um, but you make more money on David Luiz. Why not sell? No, but I'm not looking at it from a, a monetary perspective. I'm just looking at it from a, a a player perspective. I just I feel like David Luiz says I can relate more to him as a Benfica player than than Garay, even though Garay was incredible in the three years that he was there. David Luiz was equally as incredible in the four years that he was there. Um, so I'm going to go a different approach here, even though all three of you guys sold him. And hopefully he's listening. And that means he'll come on the podcast because I didn't yeah. sell him. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that was my that was my mindset. It wasn't monetary or playing style. It was just <laughs> maybe he's listening. Um, all right. So there you have your, your bench start, bench sell uh, for this week. Three cells of the Vid Louise, which I completely did not expect that, especially Jay's. So that definitely threw me off guard. Um, I want to thank everyone that was in the chat, everyone that may be listening after the fact. Um, don't forget to check us out on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, we've made some significant strides over the last uh, week in terms of followers. Sheikh Marcelino says, start Garay. Overall, the best center back. Luizão, too much leadership and sell the V. Luiz, he's unpredictable. I agree, but I like Luizão better. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't disagree that Garay was probably the best overall. Yeah. That's uh, why I picked but, 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 but as a CB, you, want even, you don't want the best technically. You want the best that's a leader on the field. Like, you, still, you, you remember the, the best center backs in the world. Like, they were not like that gifted. They were just leaders. Leaders. Complete leaders. Yeah. Uh, Paul, thank you. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Good like night, I said, man. don't forget to check us out on social media. We're almost at 26,000 on, on Facebook. We've made some significant strides on the other platforms. Check out the video that we posted earlier today. Uh, we uh, make it a point to, to offer a red pass. Um, today we had another 10 or 11 year old that got the opportunity to go watch a game at the stadium front row um, with his dad. First time watching a game there um in that area of the stadium so it was a good experience and and you know we try to differentiate ourselves from all the other groups although everyone else is now you know giving out tickets and, and trying to to spread out the love when it comes to, to their followers but um check that out it was a it was a, a moment of <clears throat> i guess pride for all of us right that we're you know we're making a difference and not just st sitting up here and and saying stupid shit and, and sharing our opinion whether you agree with us or not but hopefully it's entertaining to some extent um so again thank you all that are listening don't 
forget to check us out on social media tomorrow portuguese podcast at 4 p.m eastern time uh 8 or 9 p.m local time in portugal we'll be back next week with the english podcast again tuesday 8 p.m next week as always gentlemen it was a pleasure have a good evening e viva benfica viva viva, viva.